Ghana Talks Radio. Ghana Talks Radio. This is big. This is big. GhanaTalksRadio.com. Listen live. Listen live. I love you. We love your station. It's great. Listen here. Listen here. Ghana Talks Radio. Ghana Talks Radio. GTR News. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. GTR. Good afternoon. It's time for the afternoon news right on Ghana Talks Radio. Today I'm super excited. I don't know why I'm super excited. So it's time for the afternoon news right on Ghana Talks Radio. As soon as I go by the name Regina Bless. So moving to our headlines. Former tow boot workers takes on government over delay in employing them. Arise Ghana Group appeals judgment, restricting time for chrome iodine demo. This and more stories coming up. Stay tuned. stories the Ghana Tour Workers Union has questioned government's failure to develop other employment models for their members before the cessation of the collection of tolls. The union contends that government's failure to re-engage the workers immediately after the collection of tolls was halted has had an adverse impact on their livelihood. This comes on the back of a statement by the Deputy Employment Minister Right, Kubrobi, that government is currently engaging with tow and route management limited to develop other employment models for the re-engagement of tow workers. Secretary for the Union Edward Duncan called on government to find an amicable solution to the plight of the unemployed tow workers. If the minister tells us that they are developing models, couldn't they have developed the models before closing down the tow booth so that as soon as they shut them down, they can absorb the tow collectors? The government owes us by their promise, so the government should do the right thing and settle this, ma- this matter once and for all. Lawyers for Pressure Group Arise Ghana Demo have served notice of an appeal on the High Court's judgment, which partially granted others against them. The Chrome Ayashi demonstration is, however, expected to come off today, which is Tuesday, June 28, 2022. The Court of Appeal is expected to be moved on July 12, 2022, by Arise Ghana lawyers who said they disagree with the entire judgment of the High Court on the matter. The High Court, in striking a balance between the competing demand of the police service and Arise Ghana, ordered the organizers to end their Chrome Ayashi demonstration at exactly 4 p.m. today. So we're going to listen to what the leader had to say. The demonstration is supposed to happen up to 8 p.m. Now, the police are saying that they are terrorists acting in the subway. 
we have shown by way of our affidavit in opposition that of all the terrorist acts in the West African sovereignty and Africa, none happened in the night. And so if you are not opposed to a demonstration happening in the afternoon, how do you use terrorist acts in the afternoon in Togo to oppose the demonstration in the night? But like in the superior wisdom of the court, the court feels that well, for the continuous peace of the country, the demonstrators can make their point by ending the demonstration at 4 p.m. contrary to the claim by the police that it should end at 3 p.m. It's also directed that the demonstration commenced at the Kwame Nkrumah Circle, marching through Furichko and TUC junctions to the Independent Square. A petition may then be presented to a representative of the presidency at the square, the court also added. So to our next story, in Kwanzaa South Albert Donko's family dispute autopsy reports. The family of Victor Kujo Owusu has rejected a police autopsy report indicating the cause of death of their son. The report says the cause of death is a severe head injury and there is also an underlying brain tumor. Victor Kojo Owusu has allegedly shot and killed on 18th May 2022 by the police during a protest by the youth of Nkuranza in the Bono East region. The family says the police autopsy report is fraught with inaccuracies and so there is the need for an independent coroner's inquest. They say Albert Donko died under mysterious circumstances in police custody. The police had earlier claimed that Mr. Donko was a robbery suspect, but the locals believe the young businessman was targeted and killed by the police because he witnessed a robbery incident involving a police officer on the Nkuranza King Tampon Road. Isaac Apiakubi, the brother of the deceased, said, We don't believe in that. I believe we will go for a second opinion. Moving to our next story. Power to be restored to Kajita Market after management settles. Power is expected to be restored at the Kumasi City Market, also known as the New Kajita Market, by the close of Monday, June 27, 2022, which was yesterday, following almost one week of blackout in the facility after officials from the electricity company of Ghana, ECG, disconnected power to the facility. This situation was because the traders refused to pay their electricity bills for close, for close to 14 months after the management of the facility failed to provide each shop with a meter. According to the leadership of the traders, the amount they owe amounts to 5.2 Ghana cities. Speaking to City News, the leadership of the traders disclosed that following several engagements with the management of the facility and the electricity company of Ghana, the traders have made the commitment to pay the outstanding bills. Some of the market men had something to say. Let's go listen. For close to a week, trading activities at the new KJTL market, which has over 7,000 shops, slammed since the electricity company of Ghana, ECG, disconnected part of the facility. Many traders lament that the development has adversely affected them. Some coastal operators in the market, for instance, say they have been compelled to lock up their shops as they have cleared their fridges for fear of incurring losses. 
traders whose activities revolve around the use of electricity say they have been badly affected. Um, it's affecting us really, really, really bad because you can see I sell water and drinks. So normally I use electricity that much. So for a whole week that I'm not getting electricity, the sales has really gone down. Very, very, very down. Because I use the light, I had to bring block from home today. So for a week now, I've been buying block from um, coastal so that I can use it to operate. My fridge is too. Ice in the cut off. Ice block in the middle. I cut off shop. I cut ton mat. Etika. Ebema ekaba. Esu shop we ni boarding pa. Now be buy be tuya shop. Get it to five hundred million. Now be tuya. Na uni kania. Usu akodi loan. Udi here juma. How are you going to pay your loan? It's a fridge. It's here. Here juma. Then chinam for sa wokoko. Omo kachiro. Here juma. Fish if we. Obi di ni fish kofie. No di akogu ice chasing. No di ababeton. The situation resulted from the traders' refusal to pay their electricity bill for close to 14 months. The debt that accrued from that decision amounted to over 5 million Ghana cities. Speaking to City News, the leadership of the trader group has disclosed that, following several engagements with the management of the facility and ECG, the traders have committed to pay the outstanding bills which resulted in the disconnection of power. According to the president of the Federation of Commercial Traders, Nana Akwesi Prempe, 20% of the amount owed to ECG has been paid as part of processes to ensure the restoration of power by the close of Monday 27th June. This morning, I was part of the delegation. We went to meet officials of ECG. We agreed that um, the 20% be paid. We've given them the 20% check. Um, there is a payment plan by which uh, we are to pay. Uh, so on the part of the traders, we will start sharing the bills to the individual traders tomorrow because there have been some commitment from the ECG and the assurance from ECG was that if we are able to pay the old debt in time, there will be no need for us to be looking for a private supplier to come and supply us with the meter. ECG as a company will lead for the procurement and supply and installation of meters within the KJTR for us. And to us, it is a good news. It is good news to us that ECG has accepted the challenge that they are going to take the initiative to supply us the meters. So what I can say is that they gave us the assurance that because before the close of work today, power will be restored back to KJTR market. The managing director of the new KJTR markets, Kofi Dufour, confirmed that plans are in place to restore our news. He also revealed that there are plans to ensure that each shop will get a meter as soon as the current areas are cleared. This, it is what has led to this, but it shouldn't have come to this point. Yeah, so the board has looked at the document. ECG has prepared the document for us. Yeah, they worked on it with us. It's complete. Last two weeks, last week we submitted it to the board. And so we know this week the board is working on it. And so the board is working with ECG again on it. We are engaging ECG at the highest level so that we'll be able to completely solve this problem of separate meters. And between now and the end of August, 
this issue of separate meters and its arrangement and things would have been dealt with. Now, cold store operators are some of the most affected businesses here. As when we took a stroll into the market, we realized that a number of shops have been locked up due to the current situation. They are hoping that. So that was what some of the Kajita market people had to say. They are saying they want one shop, one meter. Yes, so one shop, one meter. So we're going on a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the business and political news. Stay tuned. Hello, Ghana. Hello, worldwide. I'm with level bear. Now listen every Tuesday and Friday be the time between to carry Brel and we're gonna wow, talks radio 7 p.m. sharp. Now Tuesday and we're gonna talk about our culture, our history. Martin Dean said it about Sam. No on the Friday and your bars on bars on bars. You better rap, you better say are No artists go join me in the studio. We're gonna discuss about music and business. Oh, yeah, singer, and now you're a rapper. You think that you get bass. You go be spitfire. Now, listen, make you join me with studios. Our Ghana Talks Radio, and yes, say, I didn't have day. Miss it, download the Ghana Talks Radio app, you know, our Play Store, any app store. Not tune in, yes, say, I this what you see about life on Facebook, Queen Takra, any Ghana Talks Radio page, and it's now listen. I bet you fire. One year, one year, wadding. Jajan. Cham, ain't we near possible? A better possible one. Join us this Thursday as we talk over between a man and a woman who should play a major role in maintaining lively relationship. Life on Ghana Talks Radio. Join us live on Facebook and listen via our website www.ganatalksradio.com or our app. Or you can call our studio line 020 Ghana Talks Radio. Giving the youth a voice. Break if you just joined your life on Ghana Talks Radio, and this is the afternoon. So, moving to some business stories Unilever Ghana PLC remains a bit about future growth prospects. Unilever Ghana PLC remains a bit about future growth prospects. Managing Director of Unilever Ghana PLC, George Owusu Ansa, has stated that it is optimistic about his outfit growth prospects. This comes as the as the company recorded an increase in revenue of about 23% for the year 2021, despite the impact of the lingering COVID-19 on businesses. 
taking its stand at the facts behind the figures forum organized by the Ghana Stock Exchange for listed companies, managing director of Unilever Ghana, POC George Owusu Anta said the company's revenue increased 5,559 million in 2021, up from the 456 million Ghana cities recorded in 2020. So moving to our next business story. Inflation in Africa, some subsidy programs prolonging situation Jeff Gabo. The head of IF, the head of FICC, Research and Chief Economist at APSA, Jeff Gabo, says the consistent introduction of subsidies in the midst of global economic challenges will only prolong the effects of inflation in that country. So according to him, governments in Africa must rather focus on slowing down demand for products rather than subsidizing the cost. Since May 2021, when national inflation stood at 7.5%, the rate has increased consistently for 12 straight months, climbing all the way to 27.6% in May 2022. Let's go listen to more details of what he had to say. About Russia and Ukraine, mostly as a lever, because I'm an economist, mostly as a lever here to talk about global inflation and, and interest rates. But let me not sound like somebody who doesn't get it. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is at its core a humanitarian crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis today for tens of millions of Ukrainians. It will become a humanitarian crisis for tens of millions more across the world in the months ahead. So please, apologies, I'm going to take a very narrow sort of inflation focus to this, but it is absolutely critical what's going on there. And so there's sort of four broad areas that we want to be thinking about Russia, Ukraine. The first of those is uh, around growth, uh, inflation and, and supply chains, right? We know that the price of energy, in particular oil for those of us uh, elsewhere in the world, for natural gas if you're in Europe, is significantly higher than it was before. And we face that if we're looking to fill up our cars, we'll face that at the supermarket shelves as it costs money to transport goods uh, around. We think about uh, agriculture and food prices in that space. We also think about very complex supply chains, right? So we can put up our hands and say that here in Ghana, only you know, uh, X percent of our uh, of our cereals and grains come through from uh, Russia or Ukraine, something like eight percent. But if I'm a farmer, and the fact is, is that a bunch of my input costs are fertilizers, which are massively more expensive now in the world than they were before. Many of my input costs are around petrol and energy, massively more expensive than it was before. The problems that exist in Russia and Ukraine GDR are mine new, today, and as a farmer, it means that they're everyone in this room's problems uh, tomorrow. We think about being caught in the crosshairs, and this is going to be very important going forward. So caught in the crosshairs in the first instances around sanctions, right? I work as part of a large pan-African banking organization. As a large pan-African banking organization, ABSA works with banks all around the world. And so we were sat in meetings each and every evening from the eve of Russia's invasion of Ukraine to understand how the financial sanctions will be impacting our clients, how to ensure that we protect ourselves and our clients from getting on the wrong side of those sanctions and trying to ensure that business can continue to go forward.
But it's not just about that. It's about issues of cyber security, though less so so far than we had feared. But maybe more critically, and in the periods ahead, countries in Africa, Africa as a whole, is likely going to be asked to take sides here. We know that as a continent, many of our historical sympathies, right, have been towards Russia. We know that as a continent, many of our economic realities today look towards China. But in the periods ahead, it's quite likely that difficult decisions are going to, be, uh, are going to need to be made and aligning on one side or the other here with really significant implications going forward. And each country is going to look to, look to weigh GDR that uh, decision GDR carefully. There's uncertainty and, and risk aversion. We heard already that more than 50 banks around the world, central banks, are already increasing interest rates. You will not have escaped uh, notice here that uh, in uh, CD rates are already 450 basis points higher this year from where we were at the tail end of last year. Our view is ABSA research, at least, is that there's another interest rate rise coming in, in July, I'm sorry to say. More broadly, the risk aversion is hitting sort of EM assets. So whether it be in Asia or Latin America, whether it be in West Africa or East Africa or Southern Africa, we're seeing currencies come under pressure. We're seeing governments find it more expensive to finance themselves. If governments find it more expensive to finance themselves, all of us find it more expensive to finance ourselves. And then there's a question here just around the long-term consequences. So I am just about young enough that I can remember in the 1980s, as we were moving towards the end of the Cold War, I can remember as a teenager being very fearful about nuclear war. This is I remember Radio, distinctly worried that the So that is what Jeff Gabo had to say. So moving to our political story, inability of e-levy to hit revenue targets, not surprising, vindicate NDC Sam George. The member of parliament for Ningo Pram Pram Sam George says the National Democratic Congress has been vindicated by its position that the electronic transfer levy is not the solution to Ghana's economic woes. It follows the revelation by a leading member of the new patriotic party, NPP Gabi Asari Otridako, that the tax measure since its implementation has generated only 10% of estimated revenue. The Ningo Pram Pram MP said he is not at all surprised by the development. This needed no divine revelation. It was obvious to any critical and objective mind. The projections they were making were just untenable. Government said that in seven months, that is from May to December, it was going to make 4.2 billion Ghana cities of the e-levy, meaning it was going to make about 600 million every month, meaning it would make an average of 20 million every day. He said government's abysmal performance continues to prove how incompetent they are. Moving to international stories. Jordan took the gas leaks, kills 13 injures hundreds.
Toxic Boring Gas at Jordan's Red Sea Port of Aquaba has killed 13 people and injured more than 260 at the state's media report. Authorities said a chemical storage container fell while being transported as a result of a crane malfunction. CCTV footage showed the container being hoisted into the air and then suddenly dropping on a ship and exploding. A large cloud of bright yellow gas is seen spreading across the ground, sending people running for safety. State media said on Monday night that 123 of the injured were still being treated at local hospitals for chemical exposure. Some were reportedly in a critical condition. Residents of Aqua City, which is 16 kilometers north of the port, were advised to stay inside in closed windows following the leak, which happened at 12.15 GMT on Monday. So moving to our next international story, at least 46 found dead in abandoned Texas lorry. At least 40 46 people have been found dead in an abandoned lorry on the outskirts of San Antonio, Texas. A fire official said 16 people, including four children, and all, had also been taken to hospital. The survivors were hurt to the touch and suffered from heat stroke and heat exhaustion. San Antonio, which is 250 kilometers from the U.S.-Mexican border, is a major transit route for people smugglers, human traffickers, often use lorries to transport undocumented migrants. After meeting them in remote areas once, they have managed to cross to the United States. Moving to our last entertainment story for the day, Nana Abba Anamas point to post after Jackie appears mansion Pohaha. Broadcaster and general manager of GH1 TV, Nana Abba Anamwa, has in an Instagram post entreated people to be concerned about how to turn things around instead of incessantly rubbishing the worth of others. Focus on making your life better too. Most importantly, be truly happy for people. The caption of her post cited by Ghanaians. According to the journalist, she has observed that people resort to name-calling and malicious post whenever others climb the ladder of success, an attitude she considers inappropriate. When you make it as a man in this country, they attribute it to sakawa and drugs. You make it as a woman, they say you are an ashawo. People who did this are permanently stuck in snake pit. Wake up from the folly and attempt to make your life better too. Her post read, Nana Aba Anamoy's post is in the back of comments added after the unveiling of Jackie Appears mansion. Yes, so focus on your life and stop bad-mouthing people. This is where we end the afternoon news ride on Ghana Talks Radio. I go by the name Regina Bless. Stay tuned for the lunchtime reading. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation. Get it big, get it here. Listen to all your life mixes, live radio programs, and live entertaining and news package programs right here from GTR. Ghana Talks Radio.
Prince William has been urged to act like future king. That he will be one day after his father Prince Charles and extend an olive branch to his estranged brother Prince Harry. Royal Arthur Duncan Lancome, while talking to Daily Beast, urged Prince William, who is second in line to British throne, to start acting like the king and mend alleged rift with Duke of Sussex. Duncan Lancome said if William wants to be a future king, a great leader giving inspiring addresses about the environment to 2 billion people, then the public are within their right to expect him to be able to sort out a frankly pretty minor dispute with his brother. The royal expert went on the royal expert went on to say the Duke of Cambridge should show some leadership and eventually will have to pick up the phone and call Harry from across the pond. Meanwhile, according to a report by International Business Times, it is believed Prince William refuses to reconcile with Harry because the future king is not at fault. Moving to our next story, Johnny Depp returning to pirate of the Caribbean report are fake. Johnny Depp is not in talks to sign a deal worth 300 Johnny Depp is not in talks to sign a deal with $301 million to return to the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, reveals actor's representative. Report of the Edward Caesar Hunt star, reproaching his famous Captain Jack Sparrow character, circulated on the internet on Monday. However, rep for the 59-year-old actor who recently won the highly publicized defamation case against Amper Head told NBC, this is made up. Deep has previously denied that he will not return to the Disney movie under any circumstances when he addressed the issue under oath at the Libao case trial. 
During the trial, head attorney Ben Rottenborn asked Tip if Disney came to you with $300 million and a million alpacas. Nothing on this earth would get you to go back and work with Disney on a Pirate of the Caribbean theme. That is true, Tip replied. Moving to our next entertainment story. Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, victim language causes pain in difficult world. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle always strive to be victims with their messaging, says experts. Neil Sien on his YouTube channel explains how the Duke and Duchess of Sussex provide exactly the opposite of what people need during difficult times. Mr. Sien said the problem for Harry and Meghan is simply this, and I have said this many times on the show, it's going to be very difficult with their messaging. Their messaging is work and poor me and victimhood, note the expert. He added what people want in these difficult times, particularly in the living crisis time, is to make sure that we see some glamour, be happy, smile and make us feel a little bit better about our lives. If Meghan and Harry think this is the sort of end of it, well, it's going to get worse. I'm afraid because with Catherine and William making a big trip stateside later in the year, they, William and Kate, can at least be rest assured of a very warm and welcome when they finally hit the United States. Moving to our next entertainment lookout story. If you're accused of being a lesbian after kissing Fela McAfee and Sefa on the lips, Popular Ghanaian singer Jane Arundel, famed in the entertainment industry as Ifia, has been accused by some social media users as lesbian. This comes after the talented song Bed was captured on camera, kissing fellow female stars on the lips in public. Ifia has been seen in a couple of videos, planting a kiss on the lips of some friend of hers. She kissed Sefa some time ago in the club, and she repeated the act last Sunday. She was in exchanging pleasantries with Ghanaian married woman, Ghan, um, actress Fela McAfee. So as we all saw, she was seen kissing Philema Kafi as she boldly kissed her on the lips as if the criticism that came after her video with Sefa surfaced online was not enough. The scene happened at Haja Faroe's birthday party. They were all over each other affectionately as if old friends meeting again after a long time. But the beautiful scene turned upward when Fela McAfee leaned over and Ifia planted a kiss on her lips. Some social media users with their moral compass right have opined that it was inappropriate for two ladies to kiss in public, especially in Ghana where society frowns on such acts. Others also raised that Fela McAfee makes the matter worse because she is married with a daughter. But it's surprising.
it's surprising because I don't understand. In the olden days or in the Bible, when we move deep inside the Bible, um, I, I think there's a part where the Bible says, Mufa anufia kron kron encha munya. So I don't know. I don't know your take on this issue, but I want to ask DJ Chum. I want to ask DJ Chum. DJ Chum, whether you like it or not, you answer this question. So you, you, you heard the story, you saw the video yourself. And from the video, it was like, I think it's not a first fault. Um, no, it's not a first fault. Okay, even if it's a fault, or even if she's a lesbian, if she's a lesbian, first of all, Felama Kofi gave the go ahead because when you watch the video, she did. You see, viewers, I see she did like this. Please, can you um play the video again, Felama Kofi's phone? okay so we all saw it she made the first attempt because if she didn't want to be kissed on the lips she wouldn't do like this in the first place because me i feel say it's her fault because she did like this and if you do like this me i'll give you um, a kiss on the lips if i'm working with dj chairman he does his mouth like this i'll give him a kiss on the lips so i don't know your take on this issue you let me ask dj champ dj champ oh, imagine okay so from what you've seen from what the story entails do you think they are lesbians or do you think because in the bible the bible says so maybe for instance please um, dj champ's wife i'm making just the scenario for instance, I give you a kiss on the lips. I give you a kiss on the lips. Do you think it's wrong? Because I have no bad intention attached to it. You you giving me a kiss. Yes. It's, it's nothing bad. It's really yeah. but Ghanaians of today mm. do think something bad. That, that is for yes, with, with, with African, not only Ghanaians. Yes, like uh, we do have negative mindset rather than positive mind even if um uh, so, some, someone give some like how, how you are saying it's 100 percent to some people that maybe you guys are dating or whatsoever yes so that one again okay so from fellow mccaffrey's and if yes video do you think there's something wrong with it because i think the reason why ghanias are high about this issue is because the first video came of Sefa and if you're kissing the same video came and now another one has come so i think that's the reason why they are thinking they are lesbians or, or, or yeah. i don't think there's not something wrong with this particular video maybe they kissing each other mm-hmm. you understand example if i'm a gay mm-hmm. i'll never do something in public like this really some people they don't have that shame like they don't have that like if what i'm saying you understand yeah, so the reason i'm saying there's nothing wrong with it if truly truly they are lesbians i don't mm-hmm. think they will do certain in public some people they don't and have shame so <laughs> yes or many who are there they can't do anything in public like 
maybe okay and other ways maybe they are doing for people to just uh okay. talk about yeah. them or okay, something because, just for publicity or something yeah yeah so, that was what i was actually about to say because silence publicity is very expensive sure yes. so definitely like okay. people okay. who yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ Chum, thank you. Okay, so moving to our next entertainment story. <laughs> this story. Uh, um, TikTokers, Asantua and Co, Asantua and TikTokers and Co, they are like, Nanama should leave TikTok for them. Isn't she rich enough? So Asante and her fellow TikTokers have come under fire for arrogance after taking shots at Nana Amama Brown following her comment about music shares. Kumewut Shtalowen has slammed TikTokers including Asantua for being too arrogant and thinking they have made it. According to them, they are nobodies in society and only have fame on that one platform so they should respect their seniors. The actor's comments come after some TikTok stars reportedly made fun of Nana Mama Brown for going live on the platform. According to them, she has now left her movie career to become a TikToker like them and steal their money. Asantua also passed similarly arrogant comments on United Showbiz last week after saying no musician can have a hit song without advertising with TikTokers. And Angry Lowen said, they should have a little. I wouldn't even go much into the details. You let's go watch the video. We'll be right back. We couldn't preview the video, so this is where we end the entertainment hub right on Ghana Talks Radio. Today is Tuesday, always remember that. So, from exactly 7 to 8 pm, time is going to join him as he educates us on our Ghanaian culture, and also from exactly 9 to 10 pm GMT, join DJ Cham. Yes, join DJ Cham as he drives you home. Stay tuned. This is Ghana Talks Radio, the best station rocking the nation.